Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the First Exchange podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydahl. Well, we are on episode 60. We're 40 off 100, which we're going to get very soon. <laughs> um, as always, I always like to say before I get into um, the introduction of the podcast, thank you so much to everyone for all the DMs, all the tweets, all the emails that you've been sending on the podcast. It's actually the beauty of podcasts is that, you know, I have people emailing me like, oh, I've listened to episode 12 or oh, I've listened to episode 32. I'm going to go back there and listen to them all. So thank you so much to everyone who's taken the time to send a tweet or a DM or an email. Really appreciate it. Um, Nothing nicer than hearing that you're listening to the podcast and that you're enjoying it and that you're learning something from it. Not only am I learning, you guys are learning as well. So thank you so much episode 60 we had a wonderful guest on this week um, who was in to talk about his incredible brand bipolar bear wear um, Steve Constantine was in with me in the studio this week to talk about all things art creativity and how he got to creating this brand um, really really great chat really insightful really powerful and really relevant to what's going on right now um, so I think you guys are really going to enjoy it so without further ado I will let you all go and enjoy episode 60 of the first exchange podcast with bipolar bear where steve welcome thanks for having me thank you so much for coming in yeah it's an absolute pleasure we have must thank straight off the bat our mutual friend dean barry who was the person who was like you need to get Steve on to talk all about bipolar bearware and I was like, oh my God, I know this guy. I know it's 100%. So Dean and, and his girlfriend Haley were, get him in. So I was delighted that you said yes when I asked you. Uh, you, you might regret it and Dean yeah. might. I don't know why he wants to hear me talk. Yeah, no, because, <laughs> well, because I am always to Haley um, and uh, Haley Pearl Quinn, who was on episode, early episode of the podcast as well. Dean and Haley obviously are my teammates and uh, Dean owns Ankel Jiu-Jitsu in Arklow, shout out. Um, but I'm always saying to Haley when we like go for coffees and different things, who should I get on? Please, I know you all know like really interesting people. And so that was the shout. Yeah, there's some characters down here. Absolutely. Arklo, yeah. And I had to get someone from Arklow in. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> represents. Big up A-Town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks Dino if you're listening. Um, yeah, Dino's an inspiration and in many senses, very uh, articulate and yes. logical and yes. inspirational. And even just playing football and like any sport he puts his mind to or anything he puts his mind to, he's uh, exceptional at it. So yeah, absolutely. High regard. 
Well, he would be very happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk at the beginning. Obviously, the reason that 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 you're here is for Bipolar Bearwear, which is a very very cool brand that I want you to tell all our listeners about. And then we'll go into the who, what, when, where, where's from that. Yeah. So um, Bipolar Bearwear is a clothing brand. Well, it began as a clothing brand. And it's kind of meandered into a few separate things to me anyway, personally. Yeah. Um, it's to create mental health awareness and also to create funding for mental health services. Um, trying to, yeah, there's been a, a tidal wave or tsunami of mental mm. health or mental illness, um, anxiety, fear, mongering, etc. in the last year. Mm-hmm. And so um, what began as a clothing brand in 2016 with two friends, uh, Luke Bulmer and Cameron Ridyard, uh, started morphing into, we started doing blogs and asking people to uh, write blogs mm-hmm. and then not just to give people a voice so that other people could, uh, like we were just writing our stories and you know, everyone's so unique and yeah. but also very alike. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to get other people, as many people involved as possible to have their voice and their expression. Um, so. Writing is a form of art, but we also mm-hmm. get artists in to express themselves on T-shirts. Um, and also, you know, there's an art page there for, you know, if it's a musician, mm-hmm. they'll share a mix or a new song they wrote or whatever. And yeah, basically, it began as clothing. And to me, um, I've always looked at clothing as uh, another wall, as a graffiti artist. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Okay, try to get your name on walls or just try to get your name on loads of t-shirts. <laughs> uh, that's very egotistical, but it's um, it's walls are, you know, blank yeah. canvases and so are, and so is clothes. And I think uh, clothing, to me, it's the perfect platform for mental health awareness mm-hmm. because it can open up a dialogue because I hope you're wearing clothes, man. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> But uh, I'd prefer if you're wearing clothes. And, uh, that's not everyone. <laughs> not for everyone, but... Um, yeah, like I wanted, or we wanted the logo to become an emblem or, yeah, just a, a conversation starter, you know. Mm. I, like I I always pride myself and I pride other people on speaking honestly and I hope that, yeah. that we can inspire people to do that and that the clothes can start that, you know, conversations like how are you really feeling today? Yeah. And don't give me any of that grand, I'm grand, I don't want to hear that. And I've got, we've got couple of bits of feedback to say that the clothes has started a conversation like that which yes. is cool that, and I don't know it's these things are you can never measure them which is a lovely thing as well yeah. there's no views or clicks or whatever it's just hope and um, yeah so it's transformed it's, it's start. It's we've raised about 25,000 for mental health services wow, at the moment. congratulations I thought that would be millions by now <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah and it's so then, yeah, in more recent times, you know, um, we've got great artists on, like one, a very, uh, like Dean, a guy I hold in such high regard is a uh, graffiti artist, Aches, mm-hmm. and he's always helping, trying, he's just trying, he's like, he's very, he is one cool dude. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's not, like, he's very cool, but he's just, like, just got the same kind of goals, yes. you know, and he's yeah, just yeah. always trying to help in any, in many ways. And there's been so many other artists. Um, we've got a few, a few really good ones lined mm-hmm. up. Um, and like 
yeah, just pe- people coming together and always mm-hmm. trying to say, hey, Steve, do you want a hand with this? Yeah. Like my friends are phenomenal. Like I'm a, whatever, I don't really care about money, but I'm an absolute billionaire with friends. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that's the kind of, everyone's kind of getting involved. And then like in the last while, like I, I have a ton of diagnoses, so I don't really know which one applies, yeah. but I get dark spells. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I always notice that I'd go, like if I had the motivation, I'd go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always looking for something. I didn't even realise I'd be looking for something, but I'd be looking for a conversation that's never going to happen, or I'd yeah. be looking for a sign. And I remember, I can't remember what country I was in, but I seen... Um, they had signs on the bridges, you know, for call Samaritans and stuff. Yeah. And then I said, okay, well, uh, more recently, and I'll, I've started doing signs then around Dublin and Cork and stuff um, for those that are looking for them. For someone mm-hmm. that's not looking for them, they might mean nothing. But these are, I'll have, you know, a little billboard or a um, little poster to say somebody will relate or you matter or you're not alone. And there's always a... A signpost there to say here's Piala House's number, here's Talk to Tom's number, and I've just yeah, it's the old people I never hear from that I'm worried about, mm. so that the signs are kind of for them, um, so that's kind of it's kind of it's kind of graffiti in a sense, and it's also a little fuck you to advertising as well, mm-hmm. like I'm taking over some of them spaces, or yeah. not me, other people are taking over them on behalf of me. <laughs> <laughs> I put them posters. You can download those posters and put them up yourself. <laughs> yeah. Can you edit that? Oh, no, I'm only joking. It's okay. Um, but yeah, like there's. Uh, I'm trying to get the. I'm just constantly worried, and it's really horrible. It's a horrible. It's really. It's really horrible to. I get some people I message that I'm worried about. Yeah. Like, and it's constant. It's the people that don't, and I'm like, yeah, and the government and whoever, the fact that charity or the fact we even have to Mm. do this is wrong. Well, I wanted to ask you, what what do you feel is lacking, the most overwhelming um, part that is lacking from our government services? Uh, Government services is the complete lack of. Yes. There's waiting lists. Uh, like I've had friends I've had people I don't know just saying about the waiting lists and I know of oh, this is it's grim enough but they're too long and people don't last yeah. sometimes yeah um, and for some reason they don't care mm. they know this is happening and they're hiding and it's, I, I'm 1000% sure they're hiding a lot of things right now <laughs> Yeah. You can be sure they are. Yeah. Um, Release those figures. Please do, because yeah. I know I can only control what's in front of me, and I'm seeing a lot in front of me. Yeah. I don't know anything about anything else, but this is incredible, or not incredible, it's definitely the wrong word, but it's an absolute pandemic. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you look at the figures, this is not conspiracy, mm-hmm. this is me talking about what I can see. Yeah. I, um, just on the weekend, I was painting for a teenage uh, mental health foundation, and. Um, a lady came up, she said, what's this about? And we started chatting to her and then she was telling me, um, she started crying and she was just saying that three weeks ago she was th- thinking about taking her own life and she wow. said she's never struggled with anything before. 
it was just nice that she felt like talking to me because you know, I don't know when, like I yeah. don't know who else I'm walking by that's like that. Yeah. And I've, there was another story from two weeks ago of um, I, a lad down the pier who, who was rescued. And then I know there are a lot of others that... And as I came into the studio today, um, a friend of mine, Paddy Douglas, um, texted me to say that he was on a beach this morning and a woman was being pulled out of the water. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, you know... And I, uh, again, like you say um, about I can only talk about what's in front of me, mm. I too can only talk about what's in front of me. And I have yet to meet a friend or family member who's gotten coronavirus or has died from coronavirus. Mm. But I can give you on two hands right now, close friends to me who have either been considering suicide, have lost someone to suicide or who are in a very dark place right now due to this lockdown. And that's th- that's not to say that I'm not cons- being conspiracy mm-hmm. theory and saying like coronavirus isn't real, but this is my reality. Um, and it's the pandemic after the pandemic, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You said something very interesting there um, when you were explaining so eloquently about uh, bipolar bearware. But you said that you were, you know, constantly looking for a sign. Mm. What did you mean by that? A reason, I think. Mm. I think, um, and that's part of this pandemic, the mental health pandemic. Yeah. Is um, if you've no reason, then what are you looking? You know, what yes. are you? <coughs> Absolutely. You, you can make your own reasons, and I've made my own reasons, but I was devoid of them for a long time. And I know a lot of people are, but I also. Um, that's a lot to do with this wave. Is that there's a lot of people have been stripped of reason. Yeah. yeah, the things that made them get up in the morning, the things that made them, even for celebrations of living, well, yeah. like, and commemorations of death, mm-hmm. we're not a, we're not allowed. These are part of life, you yes. know, and we're completely stripped of that. For what? Um, you know, like, um, so that's the the sign I was I would be looking for mm-hmm. is someone to tell me it's like that. I don't know. I, I, be honest with you, like I'm quite I'm a nihilist, and sometimes I struggle with these thoughts. And mm. the uh, the signs I'm looking for are meaning as well as you know. I don't think <laughs> well too dark, but I don't think like there's not reason for us. Like, both mm-hmm. you can make your own, and then sometimes like, I get lost, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm and I'm looking for a purpose. Uh, like one of my favorite quotes is Picasso's. Um, don't butcher this now, Stephen. <laughs> the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give it away. Absolutely. You just find you find your thing where they're being yeah. knitting. Like my mum is a my mum is a brilliant knitter. And she'd yeah. be delighted to hear this and then you know, she started knitting a lot now that she's she had to retire. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I think it, and then she knits for people and I don't know if she realises or I've, have I even talked to her about it but you know she's knitting for babies she's knitting for anyone yeah. and that's, she, that's Knitting it. for Ireland Yeah, man <laughs> Anything she done the little um, Michael D. Higgins tea cosy for my birthday last wow, year Wow, no way She's like I was, she, uh, she, I was like, ma'am you can actually sell these like, Oh, know. they will go down a treat But she's kind of the same as me she just wants to do it for enjoyment. It's yeah. never for money. It's always for love. Yeah. So that's where you get your creative streak from. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. She's an inspiration to me in many, many forms. So yeah. Amazing. But they, she, she does. I, she never realised. She gives these things to people for free to get their 
it gives her a reason yeah. and it gives her enjoyment to see other people enjoy it. So it's um, that's I think when we strip back, I think that's what we're mm-hmm. here to do. But you must have had people say to you, um, especially since launching Bipolar Bearware, that you know you are you are quintess- the quintessential Picasso quote there. In that, you know, you've found the reason you're giving back, you're doing something of sense and meaning and purpose and you're helping not only your community, but the wider community with that as well. And it's a very selfless thing to do, you know. It's uh, I'm caught, caught in this philosophical paradox of like... Dive in. Yeah, well, like... <laughs> It makes me feel better, doesn't it, as well? Yes, you know, yes, but it's not, yes. It's not. But you could be doing a lot of things that just make you feel good, you know? Oh, my and God. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I never realise this? <laughs> I've been caught with that for years. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. No Job's going to cut the tape. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I don't... I, I was yeah trying to take my own life maybe mm. eight or nine years ago, and I, like I'm very lucky I didn't. So yeah. I have to be uh, for any any breath I take, I owe to my friends and family, mm-hmm. um, and to the people, to mental health services, mm-hmm. St John the Gods, uh, St John the Gods, most definitely, and St Patrick's mental health services. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be alive without them, so. Mm-hmm. I'm here to give back to them. Sometimes I drift from that, and sometimes I forget to be grateful that I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I was, I used to say thanks every day, and then I've kind of get caught up in my own business, and like, a, like sometimes I forget to be as friendly to my friends as I should, and to my yeah. mom and stuff, and I just or my family, and mm-hmm. the, um, yeah, the the money, then the the brand is to try to give back to the to those that help mm-hmm. me and that will help others absolutely yeah. how does it make you feel when you look back at seven eight years ago when you were in that place i'm very grateful for it yeah mm-hmm. um are you grateful that you went through it yeah yeah um yeah definitely. why is that um it's what's the juxtaposition i, I feel like i can i'm like a the, seeing the clouds change colour and stuff yeah. and just seeing a little I don't know like a caterpillar knowing that it's going to be a butterfly or like just trees yes. and everything is just so lovely when they now that I know how bad it can be yeah and even like <clears throat> a cup of tea and stuff you, you can't yeah. take them for granted yeah um and I suppose it helps it helped me to understand people as well mm. And I think that's, uh, I think I'm very lucky to have that because... What did you, what did you get from that? What understanding did you get? Well, like the way the psychologist taught me, I acted in a certain way because of certain things that happened in yes. my life. Yeah. And then I realised then that that's what other people do. So sometimes mm-hmm. they'll meet an absolute fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll understand why you, I'll, I'll make a massive assumption that will make me feel okay with it. Yes. Um... Yeah, or, and I'll nearly be laughing at it, but there's, um, yeah. it just helps me understand, just, I used to be, I think I was like begrudging of some people and mm-hmm. hate and hated other people, and there's no, why would I hate someone, you yeah. know, there's no, why am I here, why would I do that, yeah. and it's just, um, I think that put 
things into perspective for me for that sense. That was a weird sentence. Um, that um, yeah, everyone wants to be loved, even the like you know. Hundred percent. Yeah, and there's no reason for you not to. Mm. And if someone isn't being nice, I sound sound like a baby. But if someone's not being nice, you know, there's a good reason why. Yes. Yeah, and um, I think that helps. That helps with just living in a world full of humans. <laughs> it does help. It does help. And I had a very similar experience with, with my own experiences with therapy. In that, I felt like it alleviated a lot of the shame and the self hatred that I had had for myself. And I kind of had a lot of compassion for myself. And through that compassion with myself, I found a lot of compassion for other people. And then I had to kind of analyze it again because I found myself having too much compassion for people who were just arseholes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) understanding them. But then going, but fucking why am I still here? Understand them and shag off. Do you know what I mean? So but again, it's all about learning experience it's the learning curve it's it's understanding yourself other people and like that when you can separate you know your own emotions and feelings from it and you look at people look at people in your communities in the world and you just see that people are just running around kind of like headless chickens just like desiring to be loved and not really knowing or understanding you know what's going on inside them whether it's their you know, the physical end of their bodies or, or the emotional standpoint that, and that's yeah, that's so interesting that you're on the same way <coughs> wavelength there mm. because I don't really I don't really talk to people about what I just said, and it would be interesting to see how emotionally intelligent the, like if the whole world became emotionally intelligent. Yes. Imagine what would happen. Mm. Um, I don't know on a grand scale of how people would mm. if people understood people, then how would we all act? Absolutely, know? and sometimes as well, I feel that. I don't I don't feel like I am intelligent when it comes to, you know, um, you know, technically breaking down the, you know, the mind or whatever. Thing. Well, this is classic X or this is, cla- you know, I can't do that. I only have my own experiences. But sometimes um, when I look at someone and I look at how they're acting or how they are in the world, I just simplify it as they haven't done the work. That's all I can put it down to. They haven't gone through that pit of fire where you're literally just left raw and you're like, what yeah. is, what even is this? You know? I look, I don't know this exact time. I was like, you muggle. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I was like, I'm always, I'm, um, like even when I was talking to someone, I'd be you know, fairly open. I'm like, oh, you yeah. haven't been to therapy? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what's wrong I'm like, with it was you? It's the best thing ever. <laughs> I remember when I found therapy for the for the first time. I had found therapy and jujitsu all in the same oh, year. Oh, brilliant! So, I, and that's obviously how I know Dean and and, and Haley. Um, again, we're re- referencing Dean Barry, a mutual friend of myself and Steve's, um, who owns Ankle Jiu Jitsu in Arklow. Um, but uh, when I had found uh. uh jiu-jitsu and therapy in the same year like i i will never forget that feeling it was like being saved and reborn and like it was uh, the most exhilarating year of my life and i was still very much broken but it was that glimmer of hope i now knew how to get better i now knew that this was the steps that i needed to take in order to get me into the place where I wanted to be. And it worked out. I trusted my gut. I trusted jujitsu. I trusted therapy. I trusted eating clean. I trusted like that lifestyle. And I got there. And now I look back to my 20s and I don't recognize that person anymore. I don't know her. I know she's still in me. I know that if I don't 
keep on what I call my side of the bargain mm. that she will come back and my side of the bargain is to keep keep exercising to eat well to you know go back to therapy if I feel like I'm slipping or things are getting a little bit overwhelming you know to meditate to journal to be creative to constantly work and try to be better these are all little things that will help me progress and, and get me to that place where I want to go yeah, and do you uh, that's perfect like do you feel sounds cliche but do you feel like a stronger person like more equipped or resilient from this or absolutely yeah. I feel like there's nothing I can't face because I was at the very what I feel was the very pit of despair mm. very pit and you know um, I'm lucky in a sense that <clears throat> that the um, suicidal thoughts were there I never um, acted on them because I always still had something in me that there, I, I, it must have been some hope in my subconscious mm. there must have been something yeah. there but I self-harmed in every sense of the word whether it's from drugs alcohol actual self-harming you know um, like toxic relationships you name it I done it um, but one of the the kind of the toxic traits of all of that was that I never felt that I was strong enough to be alone and never like I needed friends I needed loads of friends I need always needed to be in a relationship now I look back on it I probably was terrified of my own thoughts didn't want to be alone because I didn't want to go there and have to explore it and when I was faced with it and had no choice but to be alone and to sit and face every demon that's, you know, it was, at the time it was, I was 30 at the time. So every demon for 30 years to be just it put in front of me and to have to um, go through the fire by just doing jujitsu and therapy and like and, and sitting with it as opposed to like finding a vehicle of drugs or alcohol or men or whatever it might be. Not that I was like off with a load of men for years. Ah. Like, well, you know? <laughs> See me in the brothel. Keep, keep <laughs> but you know, what I, you know what I'm trying to say? But, but when I got through it then, it made me feel so empowered. Mm. And I, I, I don't mean it to sound in the negative way that it will probably sound, but I, I kind of got the sense of, I actually don't need anybody. I'm enough. Mm. I can, I am okay to face this world on my own. Now that I've come, you know, more and more out of that, I realize that I'm able to do this on my own, but it's a lot better having really good friends and really good relationships and having better relationships with your family and so on. But that power of knowing that I can stand tall alone in this world was, I'll, money will never take that away from me. It's kind of nearly dangerous. It's like I went through the same and I'm like, I'm so happy on my own. <laughs> like from absolute um, and I was just chatting to someone recently about you know um, when the music goes out. Yes. You know at, at, it's half two or three o'clock and you're like yeah. oh I yeah, that drop in your stomach. I'm like oh I have to go home now <laughs> hopefully not on my own <laughs> but if so I'm just going to be left with a chipper <laughs> just go and then that kind of happened for everyone last yeah. year if the music went out and you're like yeah now you can't escape from your thoughts you can yeah. go hoovering and try to hoover out them thoughts or yeah. put on music but nah man you're gonna have to sit mm. there and you know learn to get good company with yourself yes and 
just um, from what I can see, I'm lucky my friends are, well, uh, my friends seem to have done well from it. You know, yeah. they've beca- they might have struggled at the start, but we were all put in a psychiatric ward last year. If anyone knows, if anyone's been in one, they'll know that this is, we were well prepared for that. We were like, <laughs> go on, my son. <laughs> it's like a little holiday. We've got a year long holiday now. But um, a lot of other people that weren't prepared for that were put mm. into them. They were like, okay, I need to make good company with myself or else I'm going to yeah. completely self-sabotage. Mm. And yeah, just back to kind of what's currently happening. I just, I haven't seen it on the media. So I just have very good friends that are nurses. Mm. And they're telling me that a lot of people were like in the hospital, it's like one or two cases of COVID, or, yeah. you know, and but the rest was people, alcohol abuse. Yeah. And suicide, su- mm-hmm. um, people attempted suicide mm-hmm. was what they were dealing with. Yeah. Now, I don't know why that's not on, I don't even see it on Twitter, which is funny. And I wanted to tweet it, but I'm not, I have to still see it yes. as well. But these are my friends. But um, these are the people I've even, I met someone in Cork there, carrying out tons of bottles from a house. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, it's a big party. And he goes, no, no. Uh, Bye. <laughs> it's the end of the uh, week. No, he was like, no, this is my friend who's been heavily drinking and he's going to get the help he needs now and clearing out the house for him. And it's just that's, you either, a lot of people either sank or sw- swam and I'm obviously worried about the people that were sinking. Yes. Why do you think that it's not more commonly in our media? Oh... Um, because there's obviously, you know, the cons- you can go down a conspiracy mm. rabbit hole end and then you can also look at where I would look at that, you know, the Irish, I don't even know how to properly execute it, but that there's so much money made from drink in this country, cigarettes, like, I don't even know if that is a thing, but I, I, I just struggle to understand why mental health is not taken more seriously in this country and why they're not doing as much fear-mongering as they're doing with coronavirus. Mm. You know, what is the reason for that? I still don't understand. Just, uh, just um, I don't know, man. They're, they're feeding people that want to... Some people are look, have been looking for this. Mm. And I think they're feeding them people. I don't think... Like, I remember with Trump, when Trump was, you know evicted from the big brother house or whatever <laughs> you know there's so many people out of jobs and yeah. so many yeah, people yeah, out yeah. are not going to be able to put the kids through college because mm-hmm. of you and like if you don't realize that this these are people that want to put their kids through college or want mm-hmm. to buy that fancy car that are selling you these stories mm-hmm. like obviously there's truth but they need to vamp it up yeah. and those is it as romantic, you know, are people going to make a movie about this, about the, mm. uh, you know, suicide rate increasing? Or is, is it, does it fit in this narrative? Mm. I remember people saying 2020, the worst year ever. I think I can think of many, mm. like 1939, <laughs> if you think sitting at home, getting paid, <laughs> to fucking sit there bollock naked. Yeah. You know, you've got a kettle right there where you've got hot water. Yeah. You think this is the worst year? You, yeah. And that's what the people have been told. Yeah. Like, seriously, go think about it. If you're landing on a beach in Normandy, I would say that's a worse year 
<laughs> and you're 14. Yeah, you're 14 years old. Yeah. You've got rats running around you. Yeah. You know, this is... Yeah. Um, but that's the story and people... Horrible thing to say, but some people can't think for themselves. It was, well, it's not a very horrible thing to say. It's a very accurate thing to say. Oh, it's horrible to see mm. it, though. It is. Yeah, it is. And it's... Um, this year has brought up... Or last year brought up a lot for me in that... I went from just quietly focusing on myself to kind of shouting down people's phones, <laughs> wake up, you know, think for yourself, what are you talking about? And I lost a lot of people because of it, you know, that like we're not ready to be brave enough to just go, hang on a minute here now, what's going on? Mm. And again, I'm not alluding in any way that like the, there's some wild conspiracy theories out there. And it's it's not that, but you have to logically look at this and logic, and logic keywords. One, yeah. yeah, logic is the keyword in this. Logic is, and I don't know how people are so content with a lack mm. of it. I yeah. don't know, like the, the, I get that there's a flu going around, yeah. but you can't have one rule for one set and one yeah. rule for another. Or like, just I'm just back from a funeral and like mm. it's breaking my heart not to be able to console my friend um, and you know commemorate you know this is doesn't this gets me my my auntie died last month Mm. and I didn't get to you know grieve the way on there's just countless stories that to me just make me angry um, I can't do I'll I'll do as I want because I won't uh, I won't be I'll respect the flu but I'll uh, or the virus but um, none of it makes any sense. It doesn't. The lockdown restrictions. Mm. Um, and yeah, yes, we're quietly content. This is a ve- this is something very important that you've you've breached on because I um, was speaking to um, a friend of mine the other day about this, and I I I, I was getting so frustrated, wanting to know how ple- people are so okay with being just so complacent about this Mm. and just you know there are people out there who are pro lockdown they don't want the lockdown to end like there's groups on facebook i'm not on facebook but i I was shown them i couldn't quite believe the the groups it was like lock them down like have you know police on every border in every county in the country shut the airports shut down everything like this kind of zero covid approach as it were Mm. and you have to wonder, you know, where are you in life when you are so happy to have the country shut down like that? It's mass psychosis. Mm. It's mass psychosis that the, um, yeah, we've, uh, like some people have lost people to this. But yeah. It's like a, like a witch hunt, mm. you know, you're, oh, you're breaking, like people want people to slip up and you know, it's like mm-hmm. a witch hunt in the sense of, oh, you're a witch, you, yeah. you know, and this is what they've been looking at. People have spent their lives looking for this. Yeah, it's to, a fascinating watch, isn't it, it? It is, but even if you look at, I am very bad at politics and history yeah. and actually knowing things. Yeah. But if you just look at like <laughs> Nazism. Yes. <laughs> it's a great terminology. Nazism. A plus. Yeah. <laughs> 
Silloin sä ensin vetää Hitler kaikki aina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know what I mean? That it was like, if you weren't a Nazi, you're getting burnt at the stake. Yes. That doesn't mean it's logical. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, it's the same. It's, mm-hmm. it's happened throughout history. Yeah. And that's what's happening now. And God damn you if you speak up against it. Mm. <laughs> that's, which is so scary that people Terrifying. are afraid to talk against um, the, like... There was just like some of the examples of the restrictions was just the uh, the big thing that's really 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 hit me. Never mind all the Amadilia hijacking and the f- uh, panic attacks and anxiety mm. and the isolation for the old people in their last years or people being deprived of their of their li- life and their livelihoods mm-hmm. is their justification of treating people with cancer and stuff. Mm. We've lost. Uh, we've lost couple of people through suicide and cancer in the last year and was mm. known to COVID and they've prioritised this thing and left neglected all these other health things mm. you know that are that kill a lot more people every year yes. uh, every year mm. you can be guaranteed um, but we'll neglect that for this and the other thing is that you're happy to do lockdown but you're not building a hospital mm. if you really really cared about people's health wouldn't you be building hospitals and mm-hmm. paying nurses well? Yes. That's, but you're happy to close small businesses. Mm. <laughs> like that doesn't, and how does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. <clears throat> and you know, you can't buy kids clothes because they're non-essential. So kids clothes, the shops are closed, but you can get Botox. Now I don't get Botox myself, huh. but I know a lot who have just been flying in every couple of months over the last year to get their Botox done. It's very chin wag and a nose job. So, you know, like you're, you can go in and get your teeth whitened at the dentist and you can get your Botox done in your aesthetic clinic, but you can't buy your child a new pair of socks for school if he's going, if he's lucky enough to be going back to school. Oh. That is the, there's just a lot of that kind of thing. But without going down Let's not. Re- I I promised myself that I wouldn't do I'm the COVID. The, <laughs> I know you're <laughs> the The yeah. COVID thing because I'm so fed up with it. Um, I'm so fed up with lockdown. But you know, it's very prevalent in, in what you're saying because there is that aspect of the mental health um, pandemic that we're going through and that we're going to go. Not not even as it stands, but the after effect of all of this like are our government putting stuff in place now for when this does end and and we they need to pick up the pieces of the mental health of the country i can guarantee you no because they haven't been doing it up until this point there's very uh just coming back from the funeral and yeah. you know we're like can, can we uh, it's going to these covid hug politics yeah and i was like focused yeah <laughs> you're getting a hug man <laughs> Uh, but like <laughs> these are like very important years for kids mm-hmm. in cognitive development and this, absolutely you know um who knows what this effect of this mass isolation will do but yes as humans we're built that this is like if you're isolated you're going to be killed by a woolly mammoth in our mm-hmm. collective or not our collective or in our unconscious brain we've been trained that if we're isolated or rejected we're in trouble mm. And kids are being thought not 
who knows how they're going to deal with touch like mm. touching someone else's skin is actually quite important for your yeah. um, as a hug or whenever, whatever way you want it <laughs> when you're allowed <laughs> um, but um, touches mm. and touching humans were social beings and this the effect of this to the older generation mm. and the younger generation um, who knows what it's going to be like because you need to be hugging people and we're yes. teaching kids not to touch mm. that's such a crazy it really is and I'm so happy that you brought up about hugging because I am like to the point that when I when I, I, I was in therapy and I was like I don't understand why I crave it I crave <laughs> hugs crave them to the point where I would look at someone in a pub when pubs are open and be like I'd love to give her a hug or I'd love to give him a hug like love it totally like the the serotonin all of the good stuff it just it, i feel it so much i would even hug a tree i have hugged uh, tree. i do hug trees but um where am i going with this is <laughs> that thing ever like don't say on air that you hug trees yeah. it doesn't get doesn't go down well <laughs> but it's so important and the first lockdown you know my mom rang me and said I've got I've got good good word now that this is going to go on for a couple of weeks, and I was like, who who said that RTE? I was like, yeah, it's not. I'll be fine. So she was telling me to to move home to go back to Waterford to you know so we could all be together while the end of the world just happened. And I was like, mom, this will be over in like two three weeks. Don't worry about you. Be grand. And all my housemates moved out. Oh. And so they just they went to like home or yeah. a partner's house stuff like that. And I was like. Unreal. I get the house to myself. Brilliant. That's when you start to talk in trees. <laughs> then it was six months in and I was just, I literally had lived on my own for six months. And and it was only one day I actually went like, when's the last time I had a conversation with someone in real life? Like it was insane. And then I was like, that's it. Hugs are coming. Yeah. And I was literally ringing my friends being like, I'm coming over and we're going to hug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, a, it's such a weird it's a Mexican standoff as well it really like, is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. trade or barter on good hugs like this <laughs> <laughs> I know who gives a bad one I'm like ah. yeah. and I know I give good ones so yeah. like, <laughs> just give me a little review on trust pilot <laughs> five stars proper trust pilot <laughs> yeah but you know in all of this like everything that you've you've been through and do you kind of I know you said that you are in a way a sense glad that you went through what you did but do you feel that in some way this is your purpose that this has all been orchestrated you know where is your belief do you believe in something higher oh, I'm about to say it on the podcast go for it um, I, don't, I don't know what it is or what it is yes. it isn't I believe, I believe in mother nature yes um, and I feel like the more you smile at her, the more she'll smile back at you. Yes. Um, that's lovely. Yeah. It's nice. just I don't know if you smile at people as well, like any yeah. dogs, whatever they they'll always smile back at you. Yeah. And I had a on gone full Joe Rogan, but I had a lovely DMT trip there last year. Um, and that kind of changed it. That I I was rate myself zero to ten and zero is suicidal and ten is dog head out car window yeah 
and the DMT kind of changed my perspective on yeah. uh, compassion and love and it's just I always appreciated nature but the uh, like the day after I was crying just going looking at fields and stuff of pure joy wow yeah it's just there's this lady um i don't know what her name is i just call her mother nature and Mm. uh, another thing uh i'll tell you she dragged me through a universe of like color and uh, just pure love and just and then it was with her hands it was like it was she'd done created everything with her hands and there was kind of henna on her hands and all these objects i but see, I recognised someone and it was like everything, um, every colour or everything I was being dragged through and it was like pure bliss. Um, yeah. And she's the lady I believe in, whoever she is. But I met her, <laughs> and I didn't. Um, the, uh, I was in the Buddhist Meditation Centre in Cork, uh, yeah. Dojan, and she was there. So I don't know, <laughs> I was like, whoa, that was the exact same face. What? Yeah. Before you'd met her? I'd done the DMT and I'd seen her and then my friend, my my best, best friend, he made this very similar trip and I sent him a photo and he goes, that's your one, only she's a different colour. But um, you, Hold on a minute, yeah, I'm yeah. getting goosebumps now even thinking about that. Yeah. Is there no way you would have seen her before? I would have, I would have seen her before, sorry. Is, um, Fuck, I thought you meant you'd never seen this woman before and she was in your trip. And yeah. then you saw her in real life. Well, I had never taken notice of her. Okay. I'd never had. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Uh, I'm sure I would have seen her in some media, you know. Yeah, and then I looked yeah. into all the artworks and stuff. Of, um, uh, but still, that is very strange, isn't it? It's so strange. And who is this magical woman that's down in court? I actually don't want to know. Really? No. Like, so, you know, sorry, it's a, an, an ornament in the... I, I didn't say... Oh, she's not real. It was a representation of her. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's a girl. No See, I thought way. you meant it's a woman no. down in Cork, as I in didn't... like she's walking through little now doing her shopping. How like, are we getting on, boy? <laughs> I was like, fuck, I want to get her on the podcast. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll ask her. Who is this mythical being that's like appearing in DMT teachers? Yeah, she's a. <laughs> but what? What She's was? Play for cork miners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your um like? First of all, what led you to DMT? Me and my f- best friend. I don't know if we, I don't want to rat him out. Oh, don't rat him out. Rat yeah. yourself out. But uh, we've been looking for like seven or eight years. Yeah. And then um, I finally found someone that would. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> and we, I had it for a long time, and it's still. I was like, I don't feel like I'm in the right place yet. Mm. Like I was in the right place mentally. That's a key detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, it's just yeah, for yeah. some reason, it was just uh, nothing had changed in my mood or anything. But I yeah. just felt like the time was right. Yeah. And I said it to him, and he's like, "Yeah, it feels like the time is finally right for me too." Yeah. And it was so weird. It was. Um, it made I do the thing. The other experience, sorry, that really, really changed everything then on that trip was the, mm. I've always been kind of cool about death, I don't really care about it, mm. um, but uh, it just, one of the realisations during it was um, that I, I didn't find out the actual truth until after, but I was like, this was what happens when we die. 
Um, this is where we go for a brief amount of time when I was chatting to that one from Cork briefly, just um, communicating like telepathy. I said, is this where we go when we die? And she said, yep, you're correct. And then I sound batshit crazy. No, you don't. You don't. You don't at all. Okay. You don't at all. Not at all. Then she goes, uh, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, shit, I'm not dead, am I? <laughs> I said, no, no, you're not dead, you fool. That's not exactly word yeah. for word. And then I, um, for I was shook from the experience in a, a joyful way. Yeah. And I, I cried straight after and stuff. Yeah. And so did uh, my mate. And um, I googled it after. And then it turns out the DMT is released when you die. So we dream yeah. with DMT, but there's a and there's this um, PhD doctoral research into people that have had near death experiences, mm. and DMT is released, and then the those that just have it yeah and the same kind of attitude towards living and dying but the thing that gave me the most comfort was for people i've lost that i really really love like i've lost yeah. uh, and i was kind of worried mm. and it kind of gave me a, a lot of comfort into knowing that if it, was, if it was just a brief thing but as long as that that's what they experience when they go then mm. it's such a comforting thing to know experience when they go and would you believe or would you like to think that they are in a constant state of that yeah that's the question yeah. that's the that's the that's the rabbit question. hole of afterlife yeah. right yeah it's definitely an instant thing mm. um yeah i don't know um this is my uh, i was in the room when my auntie died uh so sorry 10 years ago mm. and um i felt i felt something leave as well so i don't know what well. that is but i could feel it wasn't i just you could feel something move out of the room mm. just lift up from the floor up to the roof i don't know well. obviously i don't know <laughs> See, but it's, it's a very very interesting to even hear you say that because you're one you're talking about your experience and two mm. you're saying i don't know so they're two very valid, very important pieces of information in that we don't know. No. And all we have is our experience of it. And that's where I sit with it. But as much as you can sit here and go, but this is how I experienced it and it is as real or was as real as anything, there can equally be someone sat at the other side of the table from you that can say, but this is the logical reason why that was and different things. Mm. And the answer is we'll never know. No. So that's where belief systems, I believe, come into it in that we are all free to believe whatever we want in this mm. life. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And and to sit as in, in harmony is that we should all respect each other's belief systems, no matter what. They're, once they're not, you know, in, imposing on other people or whatever. Exactly. But, you know, that I always had this thing of like, if I look at the sky and I see blue and you look at the sky and you see blue, how do we know that we're both seeing the same color blue? You know? Yeah. And that like, I mean, you wouldn't want to smoke a joint and think about that. Well, I wouldn't because I'd, <laughs> I'd be under this bleeding table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it just is one of those things where it's the beauty of us. It's your representation of or in your belief. Yeah. And I love at that point of um, I love seeing people have beliefs, mm. and even if I don't believe in them, it's such a lovely thing to see. Yeah. Like, I hate when people try to impose theirs on others, 
or mm. just like try to knock someone for having theirs. Like yeah. some people believe in you know, soccer, who's there, yeah. you know, and yeah. and we all have our all our own little religions, even mm. if you don't know it or not. Um, you know, some people do jujitsu, and that is like the church of jujitsu, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and even if you go to a gym, which we haven't in a while, but yeah. you know, the music's playing like it's a, like it's. Um, yeah, it's like there's people praying. There's got these. Mm-hmm. It, it's the kind of same belief systems, mm-hmm. um, and it's lovely to have your own. And it's lovely to uh, yeah c- come up with your kind of. What do I, have, I don't have any though. What am I on about? Yeah. <laughs> I just have these little experiences. <laughs> but you're 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 you've had touches, experiences of, mm-hmm. um, what I imagine something that is almost greater than you. You know, or that you've questioned or wondered, so that that in itself is, you know, like it's not as if you're sat here a big atheist being like nothing exists, everything is fake. (laughs) You know, you've had these moments of questioning and wondering and and you know experience. It's yeah, like there's there's it's as uh, as humans were kind of arrogant and uh, towards science mm-hmm. and we're like kind of oh a scientist said this this is okay but yeah. like if just for like a plain example <clears throat> would be black is a color mm. it's not it's just all these colors that our eyes can't comprehend black so, is yeah so you'll never get black jeans that match a black hoodie and stuff because they're all colors that we can't comprehend wow it's just well, however the um, you know the light bounces off them so we would ignorantly say that dogs are colorblind, but maybe they see more colors than us yeah. and things and stuff like that. But then if you can apply that to how much we don't know about things that mm. could even be around here, you know, just we're just basing it off of, oh, human, we can see, sense, mm. you know, smell this. But there's so many other things that we might not be sensing. Now, I don't know what they are, but we we'll tend to base a lot of our judgment off science which is the mm. nature of science is to prove itself wrong yes so now they go and tell you that, uh, oh the dinosaurs had feathers and Jurassic Park and all these things that we're now I don't think we'll ever uh, yeah. ever even mm. know and if we did know I don't think we'd be able to comprehend absolutely yeah um, yeah. So just maybe there's a bit of comfort in just being like, ah, oh, fuck it, I can't yeah. understand this. Absolutely, and and as um, and on the subject of science and belief systems, you know, science has now turned into a belief system, yeah. in, and it's it's turned into a dogmatic religion. Mm. You know, where people are so blindly follow the science, and it's like do your own research and follow what science. You know, yeah. you know, we now have scientific technicians that are you know posing as scientists, and we've corporations who are hiring quote-unquote scientists to mm. give the information or give the scientific finding that you know will get their product on shelves or get something oh. cleared or you know so there you know and and it doesn't stop you know it's it's a fi- infiltrated health and it's infiltrated you know the purest aspects of of humanity um but that is for another day. <laughs> it always pissed me off that they'd send, we can send a movie. Think about it. We can send a movie through the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not too bothered about figuring out mental health. Yes. You're, you, uh, I'm going to send a 
car around the world in orbit. Yes. Attached to a rocket. My favourite one is the bees. You know, we we as humans need bees very much yeah. to live. They're extremely important to us. And, you know, this whole new thing of um, fuck actually saving the bees. Let's create robotic bees, what? which is what the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, is now projecting no for 2030 is robotic. that robotic bees that will do the same as how ignorant do you have to be to think that you can replicate nature with, a, with any kind of machinery? Oh, yeah. But they do. So, oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. There we go. It's uh, watch out for those robotic bees <laughs> coming twenty thirty. Really harrowing, uh, isn't it? Just I mean, bees can fuck you up as a natural bee. Yes. Imagine with some hinges and screws and bolts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> even just... the, the production, like even from a you know, um, honey production element. It's just everything is getting so fake mm. and processed, mm. and that's. Not where I want to be, mm. you know. Move to, we'll move to. Arklo. Arklo. Yeah. You're looking for a natural. <laughs> you want natural. Organic. <laughs> Arklo. Yeah. The answer to all your dreams. That's not, I'm going to start tour, like, tourism, Arklo tourism board. I'm telling you, they get a little commune going yeah. down in Arklo. <laughs> Look at our real bees. <laughs> Um, before I let you go, I would like you to tell me what you think is the biggest changes that you've experienced as a person in the last 10 years. How have you changed? Oh, I sound, it sounds kind of cliche now, but just I find f- I was very lost and I had no purpose and now mm. I've found a purpose. I think... Um, yeah... I was less mindful. I was yeah. just chaos, a chaos of of a human being, like mm. no focus or no um, empathy or no control over any of my thoughts. Mm. I remember the day I first thought about thinking. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> you're actually thinking. Like I was just an animal using my subcon my subconscious was doing everything. Yeah, and then just the change was to. Um, Start meditating and become more, more mindful of what I do and what mm. effect it might have to someone else. It may hurt someone. Or what are your daily practices, or do you have like, do you meditate, journal? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Outside of your creative realm of graffiti and you know merchandise and streetwear and yeah, yeah, I haven't been meditating as much lately, and you can see on my my um, speech is kind of just going all over the place, but. I would usually meditate in the morning at like eight o'clock or mm-hmm. when I was in the office, actually, um, I just meditate and maybe get up at eight and meditate for 15 minutes, fall asleep and be half an hour late for work. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. And it was lovely. Yeah. But my mind was so clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I keep a journal and I basically, if I don't, I've started exercising. Mm. I don't eat healthy I eat cake I, I eat as I please and then tush, I, ba- tush, tush. I balance that <laughs> with running and stuff I used to be rugby but I can't stick my head in between other people's arses at the moment <laughs> don't ever try jiu jitsu <laughs> oh, no, it's the least cover for anything yeah. and rugby is too far. Uh. but yeah the, um, of the, the, I am a chaotic bastard yeah um and I have to balance. 
So if I give myself enough structure, enough work done, yeah. then I can reward myself with going a bit chaotic. And, mm. you know, you were saying about your previous... I, the yeah. Carl Jung, the famous psychoanalysis of yes. the shadow. Yes. I have to feed my shadow and I'm a bold, I'm a bold man. Yeah. As in like graffiti, that gives me my adrenaline. Yeah. Um, the adrenaline I need. Um, and I suppose are just, just whatever it may be, mm. I just need to feed that in a, in a way that will never harm anyone else. Yes. And no one won't harm me. And just balancing this because I know I'm not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect, but just keep, if I give myself that structure, I can have that chaos. But if I go too structured, mm. it's just gonna. I'm just gonna have a complete blowout. And if I have, if I go too chaotic, there's, there's, I'll have problems. Um, so I've become miraculously good at tread, treading that little tightrope. Mm-hmm. And like I felt, I've fallen off quite a few times, but I know exactly what I have to do. Mm. And it means me- taking magnesium, it means um, meditating, I think, um, vitamin D3, I, not so, some foods I avoid just with the phenylalanine and aspartame. Yeah. Uh, for ADHD. You know, yeah. Um, what foods would you be avoiding? Just the kind of diet stuff. Yeah. There's okay, some yeah. chemically kind of things my focus goes. Yeah. Uh, it could be like flavoured water and I can start like, not sleeping right or not thinking yeah. straight. Um. But yeah, what else would I do? Yeah, the writing, I'd write to myself quite a bit mm. and um, kind of explain the inexplicable to myself. And then I, um, p- t- painting is just a painting and helping people. Mm-hmm. Painting is a therapy for myself. And I think the, I think a good hobby to have is to show people that you love, that you love them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you tell people that you love them? All the time, yeah. Mm. Well, I, Me too. Yeah, do you? Yeah, it's all such the time. Yeah. To the Fontaine's lyric, <laughs> did you see? Tell your mother that you love her. Um, but yeah, and seeing them happy makes me happy too. So yes. That's, and seeing them sad makes me sad too. So. That's when you know you're pure of heart, when yeah. you can share, when you can feel other people's joy as your own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you can celebrate their wins as your own. That's when you yeah. know you're pure for it. Definitely. Oh, really? Yes, 100%. 100%. You see it, you see people who like, you know, <clears throat> even their closest friends, something good happens to them or they have good news and they instantly just go to, but why haven't I got that? Or oh, yeah. I wish That's I had that. Yeah. Or... Yeah. You know, I would have been yeah. like that years yeah. ago because I, I, I didn't know how to have my own joy. Mm-hmm. So rather than try and figure out where to get my own joy, I would just feel bad for other people's. Yeah. Um, and then when you conquer that, when you figure out, you know, how to not be. It's yeah. pretty, pretty good. It is actually. Sorry, <laughs> I never really... I, I know I used to be like that before, but I never would have considered it to be... Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. me hating myself and projecting, <laughs> yeah. it, on, projecting it onto others. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. And the... Yeah, it's... It's kind of... Well, I actually never got to say it um, earlier when I was just talking about yeah. how it changed me. The yeah. suicide, like... It was going on for quite a long time, like since I was 12 or I was kind of always having suicidal thoughts. 
But um, getting through, I hate that this is Winston fucking Churchill's quote. <laughs> if you're walking through hell, you might as well keep walking. Yeah. And when I was walking through hell, I there was no hope in sight. Mm. But if anyone's listening that is going through hell now, I'm not going to say, oh, I can promise you. But mm. I can guarantee you, you will become, if you get through this, you will become one of the most resilient people that mm. you will, you can meet. I promise them that, I promise you that. I can't promise what will happen. I promise mm. you, if you can do that, you can fucking do anything. And any physical pain, I've cursed way too much. Any, <laughs> any physical pain is not a patch on this mm. mental health. You can do, put yourself through the ringer and anything else. Yes. Any, uh, just look after your mind and um, stress and sleep. Watch out for those too. Yes. Um, but if you can get through this moment of hell, you'll be a much, much stronger person than mm-hmm. the muggles. <laughs> beautiful yeah. absolutely beautiful what a perfect way to end the podcast before I, I let you go um, hopes for bipolar bear wear uh, petting farm <laughs> <laughs> and selling magic carpet <laughs> uh, hopes for bipolar bear um, well I've been saying this since day one but I want to create a um, creative arts therapy centre oh, and I will I will do it it's my plan is it was a 10 year plan yeah I'm four five years into it so it's gonna happen wow amazing I've no don't think to base that off location I've nothing to base that off by the way it's just I believe in a location belief is all you need <laughs> yeah. and a location <laughs> I have little buildings and stuff and I've, I haven't even mapped out my head it's um, so there's cognitive behavioural therapy and um, mm. the biopsychological social model you know, you look after your biological health and your psychological health yes. and your social health and yeah. you will be okay. Okay, content. yeah, yeah. But then um, creative arts has forms of expression now where they, people can express themselves through Lego and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it would be to dance, um, mm-hmm. music, painting, reading and writing. And um, nearly that that's what I want for BPB. And downstairs, yeah. a little place for coffee and oh, the clothes that's yeah. where I'll be yeah <laughs> but I think it would just breed um, I just like it to be like a community or a hub for yes. people just even if you're sh- I can't dance but I'm going to give it a bash but absolutely it'll be so I've done a lot of art therapy mm. and just what comes out of your subconscious and you can psychoanalyze that um, it doesn't have to be a painting or the dance doesn't mm-hmm. have to be good or the writing doesn't have to be good but you yeah. can analyze that and then work on these mental flaws or just Mm -hmm. the fact that you've taken it out from the ruminations of your thoughts or your brain and then put it out into the atmosphere there it kind of makes it more it's tangible yes and you can um, decipher it then so that's kind of if good art comes out of this place Mm. I'm speaking as if it's built if good art comes out of this place fair enough but if not like whatever and then just keep building these places to make Mm. people more comfortable with expressing themselves in any medium wow the clothes whatever I have loads of plans for clothes yeah uh, bipolar kind of clothes where it's you know reversible and um, yeah there's always two sides to something so I'd like to do the clothes like that wow that's very clever yeah Um, but that's the 10 year plan and then keep pushing on that and then 
Oh man, I wish you the best of luck with this. I really do. Thanks. If I had a couple of million quid, I'd be like throwing it on the table right now. I really would. I promise you, if my goals come into play, I will come back and look after you, okay? I'm glad this is recorded. So I promise you you have my words. If I let's write my first million, I'm going to need to buy a gaff for myself and I have my own shit to do, right? When I get to five million. Five million. Yes. Go down. No. 2.5 million. I have a lot of shit I want to get, okay? I need to feed my soul with... (laughs) Gucci. Gucci and Prada. (laughs) And hookers and cocaine. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about all that. (laughs) I've only been going to, like, you know, the point of... um, The point of... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh... What word do when I'm doing this? What word do you see? What word? Yeah. I can tell you what it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm you... meditating right now. Um, God, what's the word? Enlight, Inti- enlightenment, uh, oh, enlightenment. Sorry. God, what word do I never, see? Never, never. I'm never going to ask you to play Pictionary anyway. Is that what you like? Enlightenment. I'm only on the path to enlightenment so I can ruin it all when I make loads of money yeah. and go on the cocaine again. <laughs> um, but no, I promise. Two million. Two million. Then. Two million. I'm going to donate. I'm going to bang on your door, same. If I t- two million, I promise hereby right now that if I make two million quid profit. <laughs> All these stipulations, all these little teasing teasers. I'm only joking. I promise you, if I if I make it go over my first million, I will I will invest in your in your community hub. Deal. Only if I have a lifetime supply, a lifetime uh, entry band. (laughs) VIP area. VIP area. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah. Give you a parking space. Brilliant, I don't drive, but I'll take it. Oh, just stand there. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Big that man. was a great chat. It flew. Is it was it? very interesting. That's a good thing. Okay. Yeah, it was a good thing. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million again for No me. problem. Where can our listeners find out more about BPB? Um, on Instagram, we're bipolarbearer.where. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook or just if you Google Bipolar Bear yeah. hopefully come up if the SEO is any good um, <laughs> and if anyone's like kind of lost or having problems with their thoughts or you know um, we you can message in and we'll try you know sometimes it's just good to just shoot out or talk shoot out a little problem and mm-hmm. then they even as you write it it might make it feel better so just yes. you can message us on Instagram is probably the best thing or email if you have any little problems or if one of your friends or family are just uh, you can hit us up and we can we've been through the ringer so we know what's available and what's the no no not qualified so I can't say what's the best but we mm-hmm. know what's available for you you know what's worked for you worked for me and what's worked for other people so. yeah absolutely well, thank you very much. Thank A very, you. very lovely final word there from Steve. Thank you very much. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.